Well, welcome to Life Church's online Sunday service. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us and learn with us. I'd like to invite you to leave a comment below on the video post and let us know you're here and share the message with a friend. I'd like to begin this morning with a scripture from Psalm chapter 96. It says, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in faithfulness. So let's begin this morning with prayer. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you that you are the Lord. We thank you that you are a righteous judge, that you are full of love and compassion and forgiveness. And we thank you that all of creation rejoices in its creator, including the world, the earth, the sea, the fields, the animals, and we, your creation, made in your image, we rejoice as well in your loving kindness. We ask that you would speak to us this morning that we would hear what you're saying to us and that it would change our lives and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, today we begin a new message series which have been titled Church Without Walls. And in this current crisis, we're, we're learning how to function as a church family without being able to meet in person. We're learning how to be a church without walls for a season. Now, in countries that are under persecution across the world, they are often also not able to meet in designated church buildings. And yet the underground church in places like China and Iran is reported to be growing rapidly. They're meeting in small groups or even virtually. Now, there's nothing wrong, of course, with utilizing buildings to facilitate a church's ministry. And I am looking forward to the time when we can gather together again and meet in one place. And yet in this season, we must continue to move forward as a church family, as a church without walls. And I believe the lessons that we're learning now, the lessons that we're learning in, in this season, will help us when we begin to meet together as well. So in this series, Church Without Walls, we're going to be doing a study in the book of Acts. Studying the early church. The early church began in a culture that was hostile to Christianity. Neither the Roman government nor the Jewish religion was friendly to the new Christians. And so this early church was, was often persecuted. They didn't have church buildings, but they met in homes and outdoors. And yet they saw explosive growth as thousands were saved. Now I believe that in the season we're in, God is preparing us for the future, we're learning how to grow spiritually and with one another without a building. And we're learning to connect virtually in many different ways. Many of the things that we are learning will help us when we can meet again to continue to reach out to those who cannot always attend our physical meetings. Now you notice in our series image, the image of trees, a forest of strong trees that are reaching up to the sun. And the image reminds me of a verse speaking of 
a righteous person in Psalm 1 verse 3. It says, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither in all that he does, he prospers. And so these trees, they're obviously not in a building, uh, but they're not isolated. They're growing together in a forest and they're prospering under God's heaven. I'd like us to watch a short video clip called We Are Still the Church, talking about how we're still growing together as a church family, even in the midst of the difficulties that we're facing today with the crisis and the pandemic. So it's true, we are still the church. Even though we can't meet in a physical church building, we are still the church, growing closer to one another and growing in our relationship with God. Today our message is entitled Healthy Church. We're going to be looking at how the early church functioned and what caused it to be so healthy and so learn some lessons for ourselves. A healthy church is one that is growing spiritually and numerically. A healthy church is accomplishing the mission that God has for it. And as we study the early church, we're going to see how it impacted their society, even though much of it was hostile to them. We'll learn how they were able to meet people's needs with supernatural power and how they saw many people saved and added to the church, even in the midst of the crisis that they were operating under. The first lesson that we can learn from this early church is about how they grew in community. We're going to begin with Acts chapter 2, verse 44. And it says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And so the first thing that we see in the very second chapter of the book of Acts is that the church family met together regularly. There was unity among the people that led them to help out one another in practical ways. Physical needs were, were met. Relational needs were provided for. A healthy church is made up of believers who are growing both in their relationship with God and in their relationship with their church community or family. In the present crisis, each of us needs to continue to contribute to the ongoing ministry of the church. That's how we meet the needs of our church family 
and of the missionaries that we support all around the world. And one of the ways that we do that is through the giving of tithes and offerings. And because we can't meet together on Sundays, we do online donations and checks can be mailed in to the church office. And as we're faithful in doing our part to meet the needs of the church family, God will continue to bless us in every way. Now, a key part of growing together in community is learning God's word together. Acts 2 verse 42 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And so the very first thing that is mentioned in this verse is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles' teaching consisted of the believers learning God's word together. In that early church, God had raised up pastors, teachers to train up the believers. And he still does that today. Now, each and every believer should be studying God's word on their own. But that's not enough. You cannot grow spiritually in an optimal way without being taught by those that God has gifted to teach. Notice that this verse describes the believers not just as listening to the teaching, but it says they were devoted to the teaching that they were hearing about God's Word. They learned God's Word together, and then they worked at applying it to their lives and to their church community. Now, in the course of the home meetings that the apostles taught in, There was also fellowship, there was communion, there was prayer, and we're going to be talking more about those aspects of a healthy church as we go on this morning. Fellowship in a healthy church family also involves building relationships between the people in the church. Acts 2 verse 46 says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now we must remember in Acts chapter 2, it's very early in the formation of the church. They were still allowed to meet in the temple area, but soon they would be forbidden from meeting in large public gatherings and they would have to meet solely in homes or outside uh, of houses or buildings altogether. The believers ate together. They worshiped together. How could they worship? They had no worship band. They had no sound system. They had no special lighting, but yet they worshiped together. And the scripture notes they had glad and generous hearts, hearts that were filled with praise to God. And God blessed that kind of healthy healthy church. And every day, the scripture tells us more and more people were being attracted to that church family, to that church community and being saved And added to their number. Now how did that happen? Well it says at this time. That they had favor with the people outside. How could they have favor with the unbelievers. Outside of the church. Well it. They got the favor because they were. Spreading the good news of Jesus. Talking to people. Interacting with outsiders. And the people were giving their hearts. And lives to the Lord. They were growing together in community, and their community was enlarging. Now, in the current crisis, it's important for us to continue to grow in community in our church family as well. It's important for 
each and every person, even though we cannot physically meet together right now, but it will require each one of us to change from the way that we had been doing things before. It's requiring me as pastor to change many of the ways that I'm communicating. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., this Sunday message will go out live, currently on Facebook, YouTube, and our website. We're looking at other platforms as well, and we'll let you know if and when that changes, where it might be a bit better than we're doing now. The Sunday message outline and study guide will be available on Saturday, so you can download it and look at it as you listen to the message. Now, each of the links for our Sunday messages and these downloads are available on the front page of our website, lifechurchstlouis.org. But how can we continue to build relationships with one another? It's one thing just to listen together to a message being preached, but how do we interact with one another? Well, on the Facebook page, when we go live there, we can interact with comments. And that's one way, a limited way in which we can interact. But we have multiple opportunities to connect with one another through Zoom video conferencing. And these are all through the week. We have a number of small group Bible studies we're offering of different kinds. We have a, a, even a trivia night to have some fun together on Friday nights. Uh, we basically have three uh, Bible studies and more may be added in the future. And I believe that each person in our church family and those outside who are not relating with other Christians should take advantage of these opportunities at least once a week to interact via video conferencing with other believers. All you need is a smartphone or computer to take part. If you're watching this message today, you've got the equipment that would enable you to do it. At the appropriate time when the meeting starts, Sunday morning meeting at 10 a.m., simply click the link to the meeting. It's on the front page of our website. And the, uh, the video conference will start, uh, whichever one you are selecting. We have one on Sunday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and uh, there's a recovery group living free on Thursday nights as well. And so they're all available to you. It's easy, even if you've never done it before, at just clicking a link and the software takes over. After the Sunday message at 10.30, we have a Sunday Connect group with Zoom conferencing. It's kind of like at the end of the church service, people gather together in the foyer and talk and chat for a while, and we make that available to you after the Sunday message to catch up with people. Uh, we give an opportunity for any prayer requests, just as we do at church for prayer, and just a great time. We strongly encourage you to take part in that. So check out the options for our Zoom video meetings on our website and see what you can do to play your part in continuing to build our church family, our church community. Now, the next characteristic of a healthy church we're going to see from the book of Acts is that they, they prayed together. Moving to Acts chapter 4, verse 24, it says, When they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And so not only does a healthy church build relationships with each other, they build relationships with God. And they build those relationships with God individually and together with other believers. Now in Acts chapter 4, we read about a, a crisis that the early church encountered 
when the authorities began to persecute the church. They began to put some of the leaders in jail. And the people's response to the crisis was to gather together to pray. To acknowledge that God was sovereign, that he was in control, that he would help them get through this difficulty. Now those believers could have prayed alone, and I'm sure they did, but they chose to gather together for prayer as Jesus had instructed them. And when they prayed, what did they do? They asked for boldness and power. Acts 4 verse 29 says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Now it's interesting that the prayer that they prayed did not ask God to end the crisis of persecution. Sometimes that's how we pray. Lord, get us out of this crisis. They simply pray that in the midst of the crisis, God would empower them to do two things. First of all, they asked that they could continue to spread the gospel with boldness. Despite the persecution. Secondly, they asked for God's power to manifest through them to meet the needs of the people around them with healing and miracles. We learn in the next verse that what they prayed was according to God's will because they received the Holy Spirit's answer. Verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. And so as the believers prayed together, gathered together in a place, God's Spirit showed up. Whatever it means, it says God's Spirit shook the place and filled everyone anew with the Holy Spirit. Now, these people had been baptized and filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but they needed continual fillings of the Spirit in order to accomplish God's purpose. And so the filling of the Spirit enabled them to continue to speak God's Word boldly, even in the face of a crisis, even in the face of persecution, just as they had prayed. And so we see that praying together is essential for a healthy church and for healthy believers. Jesus himself promised that where two or three were gathered in his name to pray, there he was in their midst in a special way. I believe there are prayers that God will not answer until they're prayed together with other believers. Because God wants us to pray in unity with other believers. Now, just before the crisis hit in the last month or so, we had established a new Seek God meeting for prayer on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And we are continuing that prayer service with Zoom video conferencing on every Wednesday except the first Wednesday of the meeting, the first Wednesday of the month. A Seek God prayer meeting. And the link for that meeting is available again on the front page of our website. And in this meeting, we give people an opportunity to pray, people opportunity to present their prayer requests so other people can pray for them. Although we'd love for everybody to pray, if you're uncomfortable with that, you're not required. Nobody's going to call on you to pray aloud. You can just listen to the prayers and pray in your heart 
along with the people who are praying. Pray silently if you wish. We'd like to see even more people involved in our weekly prayer meetings. Not only will it bless each person there, but our prayers are powerful. And the more people we have praying together, the more God will accomplish through our church family. A church, a healthy church full of healthy believers will pray together. And they will expect God to move. Moving on to Acts chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. Now remember back in Acts chapter 4, the early church prayed for God to heal people and signs and wonders to be done. And now those prayers were being answered. When the church prayed, they had faith. When the church prayed, they expected God to answer their prayers. They expected God to move in power. And so a healthy church not only grows in community and not only prays together, they expect God to move outside of their current church family. The signs and wonders in this verse, it says they were were done among the people. Speaking of people outside of the church, unbelievers. A healthy church prays and it prepares for God to move in two different areas. A healthy church believes God for salvations. So what happened in verse 14 of Acts chapter 5? It says, more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. And so even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of crisis, the church grew. People were saved. People were added to the church. Now, as we study the whole book of Acts, we find that sometimes people were added to the church in an area. And many people were added to the church and in other times in other places, not so many. But yet the early church and every healthy church needs to expect God to move in the lives of people who aren't believers, the lives of people who are not connected to a healthy church. Now, how were these new believers reached? They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have websites. They didn't even have printed Bibles. They didn't have tracts. They didn't have any of the modern conveniences we have. What did they have? Well, they simply reached out to people by talking to them. By sharing the gospel, by sharing their lives, by inviting people to their meetings, by praying for people, by praying for opportunities to talk to people. Really in the same way that we can witness today, even though we have ways to reach more people than ever. The early church not only believed for salvations, they also believed for miracles. Verse 16, the people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. And so the news began to spread that God was healing people of various afflictions through the prayers of the church. Undoubtedly, believers were also inviting people. If they were sick, come and we're going to pray for you, and God will heal you. And when the people came, when the people were prayed for, many were healed. Those suffering from physical diseases and those from spiritual issues, from unclean spirits that were causing many problems in their lives. 
The bottom line is that God is able to heal every kind of problem as a healthy church prays and reaches out expecting God to move. Now, one of the temptations for believers in, in a time of crisis is simply to try to, I might say, circle the wagons, as it were, and just hunker down with those that you know, those that you are close to, those that you've been friends with in the past. And yet, times of crisis are some of the best times to reach out to hurting people because in crisis, there's a lot of hurting people. Today, there are a lot of hurting people who might be struggling with illnesses. They might be struggling with financial issues because they've been laid off or aren't able to work as much. Struggling with anxiety and worry. How can we reach out to touch their lives? Well, keep in touch with your wider circle of influence, your friends, your relatives, your workmates that you're not perhaps seeing physically every day. Perhaps... You're just connecting virtually with them or even maybe you maybe some of them are not working anymore and they even more need to know that you care. Check on how they're doing. Ask them if you can pray for them. Share with them what God is doing in your life and how he's given you hope even in this difficult time of crisis and stay at home orders and everything else that we're going through. Invite others to watch the Sunday services, to hear the word of God, to give hope and encouragement. Invite them to engage in a, in a Zoom meeting from our church. Of course, the best way to invite someone, just like when you invite someone physically, is say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in this Zoom meeting. I'm going to be watching the message. Why don't you join me? Perhaps we can talk about it afterwards. Pray and expect God to move in your life and in our church. Now, the early church was a church without walls in a, in a time of crisis, just like we are in today. And yet we have technology that enables us to connect in ways that they did not have. In our current season, God is teaching us to rely on Him in new ways. He's teaching us to try new things, things many of us have never done before or tried before. Let's continue to grow in community. Let's continue to pray together. Let's continue to expect God to move. I would encourage every attender of Life Church and those who are listening to this message today to, to listen weekly to the Sunday message here to learn about the blessings that come from being engaged in a healthy church without walls and seek to apply the lessons to your life. Check out our various uh, Zoom meetings that we have on our website, lifechurchstlouis.org, and make plans to attend at least one, one each week. If you have issues getting connected, reach out, and we'll help you get going with it. It's not hard. And let's pray and expect God to move in our lives and in the lives of those that we are reaching out to. Let's join with the church in the book of Acts and ask God for boldness to be witnesses for Jesus and for God to move in power in our day, in our age, in our circumstances. And as we do, God will bless us in the midst of this crisis. And he will prepare us for the next season that he has for us as a healthy church. 
This morning I want to give everyone listening to the message an opportunity to either commit your life to Jesus Christ or recommit your life to Him. It's not difficult. I'm going to pray in a minute. And what we're going to pray is a simple three-part prayer. I've broken it down into A, B, C. A is for admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong things. B is to believe in Jesus Christ, that He lived, died on the cross, paid the penalty for all of our sins, that we might be forgiven and He rose from the dead. And C, committing your lives to following Him as your Lord and Savior. So let's bow our heads right now and we're going to pray. I'd encourage you, wherever you are watching this message, that you'd bow your head and pray along with me. Say something like this. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things. I haven't been following your plan for my life. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross that my sins might be forgiven. He paid the penalty for my sin. And he rose from the dead three days later. He's alive today. I invite you, Jesus, into my life. I commit myself to following you and your word as my Lord and Savior all my days. Thank you for what you've done. For those of us who are already believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for showing us what a healthy church is like in times of crisis from the book of Acts. Forgive us for the times when we've tried to go it on our own, the times when we may have thought we've got too many problems, too much going on, and we've neglected our church family. Help us to grow in community, even in, and especially in this time of crisis. Help us to continue learning from your word and building relationships with one another, even as we meet virtually. May we prioritize praying together and, and seeking more power of your spirit in our lives. We expect you to continue moving in our lives, in our families, and in our church, and in our nation. We believe you're going to save people. You're going to bring healing into people's lives. And we ask that you prepare us and give us wisdom, both in this present season that we're in and the next season that's coming as we follow you as a healthy church. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer to commit or recommit your life to Jesus Christ today, we'd like to pray for you. We'd like to send you some helpful material. So please indicate that you prayed in the comments below the video or contact us via messenger or you may text us at the church phone number 636-529-0700 and let us know. And we'll be in contact to help you grow in your new walk or recommitted walk with the Lord. Our stewardship scripture this week is taken from Philippians 4.19. And it says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. My God will meet all of your needs as we follow the Lord. As we're faithful to give to him. He, in turn, is going to meet every need we have. As we seek his kingdom first, every single need will be met. And we believe that God is going to meet both physical needs and spiritual needs. As we continue faithfully as a church family to give, God is going to continue to bless us. 
Online giving is available at lifechurchstlouis.org slash give. Uh, it's right there on the front page of our website as well. Donations can be mailed into the church office at 15036 Clayton Road, Chesterfield 63017. I want to say thank you to all those who are continuing to give faithfully to God and support our church family in this time of crisis and the missionaries that are still operating around the world. If you're watching this Sunday service live at 10 a.m., click the link on our website to join our Sunday Connect group, Zoom video conference. I'll be there immediately after this message at around 10.30. We can fellowship, uh, we can catch up, we can pray together. And next week, we're going to continue in our series, Church Without Walls, with the message, God's Power. So we invite you back Sunday, 10 a.m., right here. We'll have the message, God's Power. Hope to see you then. God bless.